RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be construed as medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement, but as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Zach Toten, I'm live now. Boom! Refresh your screens. Good afternoon, Patriots. And welcome back to another episode of Occam's Razor. Thank you very much, everyone, for being here. I see a couple of people on Rumble saying that I'm normally a couple minutes late. I just want to let you know, I am a perfectionist, and I'm always on time. My best advice is to refresh the Rumble screen or any of the other live stream screens at 1 o'clock, because sometimes it takes a minute for it to kick in, but I'm always there, guys. Trust me on this. What about that Super Tuesday, guys? Super Tuesday coming through, loud and clear, Red Tsunami. We are on the cusp of greatness here in America. We are taking back our country one race at a time. I want to give a big shout out to all of you that volunteered your time in these races. I want to give a big shout out to all of you that are fighting every single day for election integrity. Without a safe and secure election, we don't have a country. All right, we've got a lot to discuss today, guys. I've got a couple of special treats for you, so do me a favor. Sit back, relax, and grab your popcorn, because we're going to be right back after this. For a trip down memory lane? Do you remember this? The America we knew under President Donald J. Trump? It's coming back, baby. Never give up. Never surrender. Keep your head up. Open it up. This America. Stakes are higher than ever. SCOTUS. We got SCOTUS. Both houses of Congress come November. And not long after that, the office of the president. 
this is exactly what I've been singing all day. Trump is coming back. America is coming back. One race at a time. Remember that? Kathy Griffin? Whatever happened to her? She fell off. I am definitely dancing. You're gonna find out, guys. Fake news for a long time. We don't want fake news. And by the way, the whole thing was worth it. News. Because at the end of the day, we're gonna be stronger than ever. Turn off the lights. And I say, stop it. Turn off the lights. That's right. We are back, baby. President Trump and his endorsements have proven that he's not the one to mess with. Let me go ahead and get the rumble chat fixed right. Oh, that's the wrong one. There we go. Tuesday election results. There we go. Let me say thank you to KX2. There are more of us than them. MAGA, absolutely. Far more of us than there are of them. I just see also that over there in the super, ch- excuse me, on the foxhole chat, uh, the steel monkey wants to know how JR is doing. I just heard from JR last night. He just got done filming a political ad for November's race with Marcy, not with Marcy Captor, against Marcy Captor with none other than Jim Jordan. Damn Ohio boys are back. They are standing Ohio strong. Jim Jordan knows that J.R. Majewski is going to be the next congressman from the great state of Ohio. This is like uh, Mr. Smith goes to Washington, only it's Mr. Majewski goes to Washington. Take a look. Oh, God. And of course, why does nothing work today? Uh, So this is we're going to Truth Social. I want to take you guys to Truth Social. Where is Truth Social? Here we go. Here is Truth Social. President Trump is essentially like a hundred and oh for his endorsements. He swept the entire board last night. Every single candidate that he endorsed won. Now, I know he did kind of pull some trickery when it came to uh, Missouri. We'll talk about that. But quite literally, every single endorsement he handed out resulted in a win last night. His endorsements, I now believe, are the most powerful and effective tool in electing candidates across America. And that should tell you something very important, that the influence and the will of President Donald J. Trump is the number one golden kingmaker opportunity you have if you're going to be running for office here in the United States of America. And it should tell you something very important about the 2020 election. Once again, uh, that the election was stolen. 
Yes, there were all sorts of problems last night had to do with streaming from other sources. I actually didn't stream the uh, the uh, uh, the results last night, uh, so I don't know if you're talking about my channel or somebody else. But mm, we are talking about uh, an entire sweep. All right, now. Gateway Pundit, I haven't seen them write about Wendy Rogers, but Wendy Rogers ran her race and won handily. Uh, she was up by 18% at the end of Election Day. Uh, her candidate was trying to come in, usurp her throne, take her out, attacking her for being America first, attacking her for being MAGA, attacking her for being friends with Donald Trump, being endorsed by Donald Trump. Uh, and they just couldn't do it. It wasn't enough. Wendy Rogers is going to be back on the show very, very soon. JR also going to be back on the show very, very soon. I have a number of candidates between now and Election Day in November that are going to be back here on the show. Yes, apparently Democrats swamped the voting booths last night to vote across party lines for Tudor Dixon. For Tudor Dixon, I wasn't aware of that. Now, uh, others, okay, this was High Seas Channel. Okay. So, yeah, I, I actually uh, was uh, following stuff on my phone last night, so I wasn't on anybody else's channel watching them. Let me, before I continue on, guys, I, right before this show, I did a special interview with Tina Peters, uh, currently running the recounts, largest race running recounts in Colorado. Uh, Tina is an incredible patriot, guys. They have put her through hell, okay? She stood up to George Soros's pet lapdog in Colorado, Jenna Griswold, also a major, major buddy to Dominion Voting Systems. I think that Colorado is more important than we can possibly even state, uh, because that's where Dominion is based out of. And that's why they are trying so hard to cheat in Colorado and to stop any America First candidates, people who uh, were even willing to speak about election fraud or election security, uh, stop them from winning. The recounts are ongoing. There are court cases that have now brought it to a halt. Tina Peters' interview on my channel is going to be out a little bit later today. Also, from 5 to 6 p.m., I'm going to be a guest on 412 Anon's channel on his afternoon program. So tune in at 5 p.m., and you can see my appearance with uh, 412 and the boys. All right, so let's talk about these various races. There were a lot of them. First of all, uh, the Kerry Lake primary. Now, I would say she won. Carrie Lake actually claimed the victory. Uh, early this morning, she gave uh, a speech and she said that there there is no way to victory for her opponent. I think that also when you look at the uh, lead up to the election, you have Carrie Lake endorsed by Donald Trump. Uh, you have Carrie Lake, a well-known name in Arizona. Uh, you have Carrie Lake giving up her her you know, her career as a broadcaster so that she can speak openly and honestly about the issue of election fraud and to run for governor of Arizona. She was widely recognized as the winner. She was up big time going into election day. However, Mike Pence endorses Karen Robson, Karen Robson, uh, married to a, a multimillionaire or a billionaire. Uh, Ballotpedia is a deep state operation, okay? The mainstream media, places like Ballotpedia, you're going to see that Carrie Lake has not been considered the winner yet. I believe that Carrie Lake will be the winner of Arizona. Now, there is a couple of different reports on this. Of course, as I said, Carrie Lake came out and said, I won. Here's, look at this picture, okay? 
Just take a look. This is an event on the left for Karen Robson. There's maybe a half a dozen people in the room, maybe a baker's dozen. On the right, you have Carrie Lake, just a a rock star of uh, a candidate. The room is filled, people's hands raised in prayer. You've got Donald Trump pulling those rallies for her. You've got thousands of people, tens of thousands of people showing up to support Carrie Lake. Uh, here is uh, the the results going into the polls, uh, into the, the race yesterday. Carrie Lake was ahead in every single poll, okay? Up 18 from Ohio Predictive, up 11 from Data Orbital, up 10 from Alloy Analytics, up 9 from Trafalgar Group, all right? And then... All of a sudden, Karen Robson comes out of nowhere, comes out of nowhere to go uh, up by 20 points on Carrie Lake. So early this morning, Carrie Lake was ahead by 2%. We had uh, 79% of the votes having been counted. And Carrie Lake and Karen Robson are neck and neck. That just does not compute. Okay, this is exactly what happened with Joe Biden back in 2020. Carrie Lake is the winner. Harry Lake is the winner. And Karen Robson is the interloper. Now, if they crown Karen Robson as the winner, it's going to be explainable by some of the same phenomena that we saw back in 2020. Now, if we go to No Q report, Carrie Lake wins a nail biter in Arizona despite apparent mail in ballot fraud. We are definitely going to talk about that. Many reports of mail in ballot fraud and a lot of issues at the polls specifically designed to destroy Carrie Lake's ability to win on Election Day, because, of course, we show up and vote on Election Day. We don't want to put that extra stress on the system. We don't want the chances that our ballots are going to get lost in the mail or are going to be replaced. Uh, Facts, not fear. I am on Rumble. I'm actually live there right now, and there are 1,700 other patriots there as well. So here's the link to Rumble if, um, if you don't know how to find it. Do me a favor, no matter where you watch me, set a bookmark, set a bookmark for your favorite platform, and then you can always just click that. Uh, Just go to my channel page. Yeah, Karen Robson barely campaigned. She comes in late. The only thing she's got is almost $20 million that she spends on ads. Mike Pence lifts her up, elevates her at the very end. Meanwhile, Carrie Lake has been the only candidate campaigning all across Arizona for months and months and months and months and months. And then all of a sudden, we're to believe that Karen Robson, a, a nobody from nowhere, comes out of uh, the back of the bus and, and just wants to claim the victory. Not possible. Karen Robson is as popular as Joe Biden was on Election Day in 2020. Now, here we have another report uh, showing Carrie Lake as the double digit winner going into the election. And then all of a sudden through the use of mail-in ballot fraud and through the um, the the use of trickery at the ballot box, uh, suddenly on election day, Karen Robson is supposed to be the winner. Let, let's just, for shits and giggles, let's go ahead and go to Google. And I want to see what they are now reporting. Let's see. Arizona governor election results. The New York Times shows that Katie Hobbs is the primary winner. Oh, Marco Lopez was running against Katie Hobbs. Marco Lopez is a name we've had on the, uh, aha, and they are showing 
that Carrie Lake is the winner right here. 46.2% of the vote, 294,259 ballots in. And she is the clear winner from the New York Times, guys. When the New York Times is reporting on it, you know that there are too many votes. They cannot steal it. We've got Carrie Lake, the winner from NBC News, winning with 1,000, excuse me, with uh, roughly 47 to 53% of the vote across counties. And then Arizona Central, of course, they're going to have to say that Katie Hobbs and Carrie Lake are going to be going head to head. None of these people vote running for governor in Arizona ever had a chance against Carrie Lake. Okay. She is the clear winner. And that that holds true throughout the entirety of Arizona. Mike Pence did nothing for the candidates he was trying to elevate to go against Donald Trump's candidates. Blake Masters. Blake Masters is an incredible person. And he also won big in his GOP primary. 39% of the vote for Blake Masters. Taking a look here. Jim Lamont was the closest behind him. And look who's in third place. Mark Burnovich. Well, Mark Burnovich, all I'm going to say is if maybe you had decided to listen to the will of the people, maybe if you had decided to follow the law, maybe if you had decided to address election fraud and concerns from the people about the safety and security of Arizona's elections, might have been able to win. Ah, but luckily for us, luckily for the people of Arizona, we've got Blake Masters coming in. A bumless chicken says, shame on those other simps in the governor race who may have bled from Kerry. Yes, yes, shame on them. But let's be honest, a lot of these people are interested in money and fame. Kerry Lake is one of those unique candidates. In fact, I'm going to go out and I'm going to say that the vast majority of these Republicans who won last night are doing it for the right reasons. This is what I've been screaming from the mountaintops. This is what I've been trying to champion this entire time. And I hope that all those people out there that were blackpilled, the people who thought that it was already over, I hope that now you can take a look at these races and you can say, you know what? It's not over. We still have a chance. We are going to take America back, my friends. So 79% of the vote. Is it possible that they're going to try to bust out at the very nth hour to say that now this 20% of the votes come in and and uh, and Kerry Lake and Blake Masters, you know, yeah, they, they might try to say that. But I think that there's something psychological about declaring the winners. We've got winners in all of these races, including the Rusty Bowers race. Rusty Bowers got his ass nailed to the wall. Rusty Bowers is now out, and David Farnsworth has trounced him heavily. Rusty Bowers is another one. He could have paid attention to the will of the people. He could have actively sought to fix the issues that were facing America. Instead, he spoke out against Donald Trump. And if you've learned anything throughout President Trump's time in, in the public sphere, it's that you don't go against Donald Trump. Because when you go against Donald Trump, nine times out of ten, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. And ten times out of ten, Donald Trump is going to make you pay. You are going to pay the price. Rusty Bowers is now out of a job. He did not want to address the theft of the 2020 election. He testified against President Trump. 
Bowers was censured by the Arizona GOP because he consistently sided with Democrats. He did not want to support America first. And so now we're going to have Blake Masters, who will support America first. Hats off to you, Blake. I'm very, very happy to see that. 64% of the votes. David Farnsworth is beating Rusty Bowers, only 36% of the votes. 17,680 votes to 9,982. Stab President Trump in the back, and this is what you get. You lose your race. What else we have? Oh, we have Abe Hamada for Arizona Attorney General, also winning in the GOP primary. Now, Abe is not someone that I had heard a whole lot about until very recently. Hmm. Let's take a look. How did Abe do? Well, actually, I want to hear Abe speak. I, I haven't heard him speak yet. and Cash Patel on stage with the Arizona winners. So we've got Blake Masters for Senator, Carrie Lake for Governor, Abe Hamada for Attorney General, Mark Fincham for Secretary of State, Abe Hamada winning with 32% of the votes. There are one, two, three, four, five, six candidates. All of these, all of these people are going to be voting for Abe Hamada come the general election in November. And hold on. What happened to my report about Mark Fincham? Well, I'll tell you what, Mark Fincham definitely won his race for Secretary of State. Let's pull it up because I want to see the actual numbers. Mm, Where are you, Fincham? And I also want to say that somebody on Truth Social tried to scold me that President Trump had not endorsed Mark Fincham, but he definitely endorsed Mark Fincham. All right. Mark Fincham is now going to go up against Katie Hobbs. Katie Hobbs being one of the most corrupt, well, I'm sorry, she's running for governor. Mark Fincham is just going to win as Katie Hobbs walks out the door. And she is not going to win for governor against Carrie Lake. This is like the, the, the clearest example of good versus evil that I can possibly point out to you guys on a national stage. We have the most corrupt Democrat lapdogs for George Soros and the criminal cabal of global gangsters that have ran America and the rest of the world for a very long time. Now, all of them going up against very powerful, strong America first, God fearing soldiers for this nation going up against the most evil and sycophantic, pathetic lapdogs to the cabal that you can possibly imagine. This is a great day, guys. I I cannot wait to see what happens between now and November. Let's take a look here. What did Mark Fincham? I'm going to try to have Mark Fincham back on the show, too, but uh, we don't actually have numbers on Mark Fincham. Sorry about that. I thought we did. But it's not stopping there. We can take a look at Michigan as well. Now, I know there is some contention about Michigan. Uh, and actually, hang on, before we get there, I wanted to talk about the issues that we saw in Arizona. I had actually, uh, I must have closed that link. Hold on just a second. Let me get that pulled back up here because that was pretty important. I saw uh, a return of Sharpie Gate. Uh, we had, okay. 
Okay. Oh, yes. There we go. Where is the other stuff? Yes, we had an analysis of illegal activities taking place. That was from Detroit. I could have sworn that I had a report specifically on... Well, I can tell you this. There it is. There it is. In Penal and Pima County, they did not have enough ballots yesterday. And obviously, this is very important because, as I stated at the opener of the show, we like to be there on Election Day. We want to make sure that our ballots actually get counted. We want to hand them off and we want to watch them be scanned into the system and be counted. Who votes early? Well, dead people, uh, but also Democrats. Gump says Dixon is bought and paid for. I've heard a lot of people say that recently. And I I don't know anything about Tudor Dixon specifically. I will tell you this. It is extremely suspicious to me that the feds essentially just wipe any possible contenders to Tudor Dixon off the stage. I think Tudor Dixon is probably going to beat Gretchen Whitmer in November. Uh, But what type of a job she's going to do, I'm going to default to the to the people of Michigan. All you know, I'm from Michigan, but. I left before this this race started. And a lot of people have said that what you just said there, Gump, that Tudor Dixon is not a good candidate. Uh, Need to say thank you to a couple of people on Buy Me a Coffee here. And then we got to take a break for the second half of the show. But Leanne said, hi, Zach, all these winners make my day. We are taking America back. All right. And then Natalie yesterday said, thank you for your hard work. And William Covert said, awesome shows, regular watcher now. Thank you very much for being here, all of you. Uh, We're going to take a break for the second half of the show. I'll be right back. All right, so let's take a closer look at Tudor Dixon. Apparently, she was on Real America's Voice for a couple of years. Uh, She's from Norton Shores. She lives in Muskegon County. I know where that's at. Uh, It's a beautiful area, definitely a little bit more well-to-do. Norton Shores, I had a friend uh, who passed away who was from Norton Shores. Jeff. Man, it's been a long time since I thought about Jeff. Um, okay, so it uh, looks like she was in horror movies between 2008 and 2012. She worked in media. Uh, she was on Real America's Voice. I've never seen her before. She's from Illinois. She got a bachelor's degree in psychology at the University of Kentucky. She's been in Michigan since 2002. Uh she purchased a steel foundry. Wow. Okay. Well, she's definitely got some money. Uh, let's see. In Michigan Steel. So she's an employer. Uh, the one thing that does give me pause, guys, is because uh, um, Yahoo Yahoo is not saying anything negative about her. Static 16. Trump lost so many voters in Michigan. Many people saying they refused to vote for Dixon or Trump, probably moving states. Switchrod, uh, Zach's interview, Brianna Manis. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, guys. I don't know. I just don't have enough information about Tudor Dixon. Between now and November, I promise you I will do a deep dive on Tudor. And we'll see. Hmm. Dixon said her grandmother died from failure to thrive because Dixon and other relatives were prohibited from visiting her under pandemic policies. The election is personal for her because of that. 
Yeah, I just, I don't see anything negative about her from YouTube, excuse me, from Yahoo. Early in the campaign, Dixon said changes in election practices in Michigan created the potential for fraud, but did not say fraud affected the outcome of the 2020 presidential election. Later, she said she believes Trump was the rightful winner of the presidential election, although as recently as Sunday, she deflected from that position. Well, uh, yeah, we're going to have to see how this one plays out. Uh, Christy Quilter says she was on Wayne Dupree's show. She is the real deal. I guess when when it comes down to it, guys, in an in an instance like this, what do we have? We we have the choice between a known quantity, uh, and in this case, it's Gretchen Whitmer, somebody who worked with the FBI to set up uh, some <laughs> some guys who really needed to think a little bit harder, uh, maybe. Uh, probably not hang out with uh, people that would suggest they should kidnap Gretchen Whitmer. Uh, And then now you have Tudor Dixon as the alternative. And yes, you're right, Static. The fact that nobody knows anything about her should tell you everything. Now, President Trump endorsed her for a reason. Um, I don't know. I I think that when it comes down to a known quantity like Whitmer versus somebody like Tudor Dixon, you got to vote with your conscience. I certainly wouldn't vote for Gretchen Whitmer if I was still in Michigan. And... I'm glad that I left before I had to make that choice. All right, so John Gibbs. I think John Gibbs is the real deal. Tell me out there in the audience, what's your opinions on John Gibbs if you're from Michigan? John Gibbs, I believe, worked in housing and urban development under uh, under President Trump and, and his administration. And he ran against Peter Meyer. Now, Peter Meyer, I believe he's part of the Meyer family. They have a series of grocery stores. It was like my my hometown grocery store when I was growing up. Um, and Peter Meyer definitely is a rhino. He uh, tried to take out President Trump. Uh, he voted to, um, to impeach him. Looks like John Gibbs leads, well, he led earlier, uh, two to one margin over Peter Meyer. This is quite quite the uh, statement right here. Now, of course, this is a, uh, a you know Michigan district. He endorsed her because she was guaranteed win based on the fake polls. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, we had the people who I would have liked to have seen win in Michigan were taken out by the FBI. And I think that it would have been a powerful statement if President Trump would have endorsed somebody that it was clear the government was trying to take out. Because why would the government have to take them out unless they were uh, no, it's well, that that's a different Meyer. Fred Meyer is different from M-E-I-J-E-R. Myers. Fred Meyer is a grocery store, but Myers, M-E-I-J-E-R is a different uh, grocery store. But the Meyer family is strange, guys. I'll tell you this. There is talk that the patriarch of the Meyer family is the head of the Illuminati, the Pindar. Look it up. Look up Meyer Pindar. Actually, why don't I go ahead and just do that? We got a half hour. <laughs> uh, Meyer Pindar. This is coming from James Cavsbolt. Uh, you might Hank Meyer, I think it might be. Conspiracy Daily Update. Here we go. Now, this is probably not going to be positive. Oh, quantum financial system. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't pay attention to that. Uh do do do. All right, so according to Yosef, the Pindar, who is the leader of the 13 satanic Illuminati bloodline families, the black nobility, has surrendered to the light forces on June 6th, 2016. 
Hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> I don't take that seriously. But anyways, James Casbolt was this guy who was supposed to be like a super soldier. He, he was married to Haley Meyer. Uh, then he said that Hank was the Pindar. I don't know. That's really all I know about it. But John Gibbs winning is a good sign. John Gibbs, African-American, black guy. Uh, he's a, a true MAGA, America first. Look at this. Here is a picture of him getting the congratulations call from President Trump. Congrats to you, John Gibbs. I love it. You know, we've been trying to uh, take out some of these people in Michigan for a while. Peter Meyer was not a good guy, but there was hanky-panky that took place. Look at this. Uh, apparently, uh, we had at least 50% of absentee ballot envelopes missing signature verification check marks. Uh, Michigan voters took to the polls to select candidates who will represent them in several state and congressional races. Hundreds of Detroit election workers were, of course, hired to process those votes at the former TCF Center. Now it's called the Huntington Center. They had to change the name because TCF Center was just uh, too negative. Uh, so they're claiming that the votes that were coming through were not properly processed. And it looks like people had the ability to sneak in a whole bunch of extra votes. Now, I'm not putting anything past the Democrats in Michigan because clearly every single time there's an election in Michigan, uh, they they do whatever they can to steal it. Uh, Static says on the right side, Dixon is better looking than the offspring of Lord Farquaad and Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, I mean, I think Tudor Dixon's pretty, definitely. Uh, and uh, and Gretchen Whitmer might be the uh, uh, the child of a Nazi uh, Project Paperclip family. So, hmm. also, I got this new bang, Raging Raspberry Hibiscus. Really good. Really, really good. Hmm. Obviously, I don't think you should be voting solely based upon the looks of a candidate. Um, but I, you know, I think it's obvious that, uh, generally speaking, conservative women are happier. They have a, a more fulfilling life and uh, and they don't think that they're victims or that uh, they're victims of the patriarchy. And so they just end up being better looking uh, by default. All right. So you can see here, clearly, we've got the opportunity for ballot fraud to be committed. Uh, at least 50 percent of the ballots they witnessed being processed lacked the proper certification, uh, lacking the signature verification of the clerk's office. Now, how could they be missing that? If they were processed by the clerk's office, uh, pretty clear they weren't processed by the, cl the clerk's office and they were being brought in by these poll workers that were trained by the Democrats. Let me see. Sterling Cannabis. Zach, do you know if Upton was defeated, the rhino who needs to be removed? I'm pretty certain that Upton was defeated. Uh, I thought that I read that. Let me see. Ooh, yeah. Guys, if we can get Michigan back, if we can work on Colorado, you know, this recount that's taking place right now is extremely important. And I also want to say I wanted to thank everybody uh, for pitching in and helping to fund this recount that's taking place in Colorado, uh, because the candidates let me know that after we did our first interview last week, they got donations from all over the country. Really, really appreciate it. There is... Uh, thank you very much for pitching in. Okay, this is the weird one. In Missouri, now, you know, I didn't really know how to report on this. Uh, when President Trump 
uh, endorsed Eric. There were two people running for uh, for for office that were both named Eric. We had Eric Schmidt, and then we had, of course, Eric Greitens. Now, Eric Greitens, I've stated before, he's got you know all of these things happening around him. They clearly did not want him to be the winner. Um, but apparently, President Trump was willing to endorse Eric Schmidt as well. You know, I think the reason he didn't endorse any Eric in particular, only endorsing Eric, is that he wanted to make sure that he still had 100% on all of his endorsements. And he would have been fine with taking either. I think that Eric Greitens was a patriot. I think he got a raw deal. Uh, I think that all of the lies that they told about him, uh, it shows that he was a danger to the deep state. Eric Schmidt, what was he? He was currently... He's run. He is currently the AG and he's running for Senate. So now we're going to have a, a conservative in that office, no matter what, as long as they can make it through the general in November. So President Trump has made 42 endorsements in recent primaries, and he basically picked up every single one of them. Let's take a look here, because uh, if Upton was defeated, he would be on this list. How do I search on how do I search on screen? Uh shoot. Nope. I don't remember how to search. What where was where was Upton running? Well, you know, tell you what. Let's just do this. Upton defeated. No, he won. No, that was in 2020. Fred Upton. Well, he's a Democrat, so he would be in. No, Fred Upton in the Republican Party. His term ends in 2023. PD's candidate survey. I don't know. I can't tell you if he won or not. Anybody out there have any uh, any any word? Upton, Michigan. Trump endorses the likely secure Michigan GOP. Fred Upton, what was he running for? Against this backdrop of new divisions inside America's conservative movement and its ongoing embrace of former President Trump, take Pennsylvania alone. After the Trump-backed candidate there, Doug Mastriano, won the state's Republican nomination for governor, at least nine former and current GOP state officials have just publicly endorsed his Democratic rival. It comes amid growing fears among the Republican establishment that Mastriano is simply too extreme to win Pennsylvania's governor. No, he's not too extreme. And the reason these Republican rhino establishment hacks are endorsing the Democrats is because they were never truly conservative. They were never America first. They were never actually in it for the people. They were in it simply to ensure their own power. That was it. Okay, so. Well, let's take a look at his Twitter. If he lost, he's going to. He hasn't tweeted since the second. So I'm going to say that Upton must not have won a bid for re-election if he was 
well, for whatever he was running for. So, you know, don't quote me on it. Upton wasn't on my ballot, so I have no clue. Um, I haven't heard anything about Ron Watkins, so... Man, I tried to get Ron on the show. Uh, we talked a little bit, but I, I, he never got back with me. So, Ron Watkins... Loses spectacularly. This is from the Daily Beast. How badly did Ron lose? Mm. He was dead last in the primary, it says. Well, obviously, you know, it would have been better if uh, if Ron had one. That's uh, my heart goes out to him. At least he had the guts to try, you know, and I'll be real honest. It's not really all that often. Yeah, he was running for Congress in Arizona. I think it was District 2. He is absolutely sincere. Ron is a good dude. And uh, people normally don't win their first race, okay? Uh, you know, it, it, Ron can now use this opportunity uh, for education uh, to show him what he needs to do to win in his next race. And he is a young man, okay? Big hat tip to Ron. Ron's a young guy. Maybe he'll end up working for Carrie Lake. Maybe, you know, he'll do something else in politics. He, he, might, get, he might get an appointment from Carrie Lake. Mike Dieter in Michigan Senate. Let's go ahead and take a look at that. Mm. Michigan State Senate elections. Let's see. This will probably give us information on both of them. Mike Dieter. I don't know what district he's in, so I've got to go through all of them. I'm not seeing Mike Dieter's name on here, guys. I'm on Republican, yeah. Sorry, I do not see Dieter on the list. Just going to go through one more time. want to make sure I didn't miss it. What about... Um, Christina Caramo and Matt DiPerno. Christina Caramo, Secretary of State. I haven't seen anything on her. Why do they not update this and tell us if... Next convention... August 27th. Jocelyn Benson. Why did they not show us? Did Christina Ramo win? Let's see. <laughs> Republican primary Michigan winners. There we go. That ought to give us 2022 Michigan primary results. 
What the what the heck? They only give us governor? From CNN. Maybe CNN will give it to us. Democrat, we don't care about them. Come on, like, this is extremely important. Michigan primary winners, secretary of state. Nobody. Nobody's reporting on it. Well, they've got Christina Caramo on there. But no results. What do you think that is? I know, I'm trying. Michigan primary election results. I did that one already. State of Michigan election results. There we go. Okay, Tudor Dixon... Get through all these districts. Come on. Give me Secretary of State and Attorney General. That's what I want to see. Wow. Wow, we've got absolutely no reporting on it, guys. Absolutely no reporting. Maybe from the Washington Post. Governor? U.S. House? Nothing. Am I crazy? Am I absolutely crazy? I mean, they would hold this... <laughs> they would hold the election on the same day. Republican? Repub? Okay. Uh, let, let me see. Michigan, Fox 17? Here's from Facebook. And it's a video. Maybe we go to their Twitter page. Tudor Dixon speaking. Did John James win? He's been trying for the longest time. Yes, yes, John James won the Republican nomination. Good, I like John James. His office was right down the street from me back in Michigan. And... I should just text Christina and ask her if she won. All right. Well, listen, guys, I will. Yeah, I went to PBS, Amen, and it didn't show. All right, let's see. Did Matt DiPerno win in Michigan? 
Matt Dupree. No, that was in December. Let's see if we go to Matt DePerno for Attorney General. You would think they would uh, update the website. But no. Well, that's a bummer. Let's see, did Christina Caramo? Can't believe there is no coverage on this. It's right on top. You copy. Okay, so I see governor. I see U.S. House. I I I don't see the results for anything other than governor and house. Let's try this one. Are they just giving me the abridged results? Because look at this, guys. <clears throat> we've got we've got Democrats and Republicans for governor, and then there was stuff on the House race, and that was it. Try this. Peter Dixon, and then a bunch of congressional races. You get past these 110 congressional districts. Judge, district judge, circuit court, representative. There we go. Eight wide races. Yeah, I, I'm just elected by delegates, not primaries. Well, so, oh, 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 oh my gosh. Okay, so, so Christina Caramo and Matt DiPerno are just going to be running in. I thought that they were running against somebody. Okay, that's the reason I'm not seeing it. That's why it's uh, it, it's not showing up. I thought that the delegates put DiPerno on the ballot, and then oh, oh my god, you guys are right. You're right. You're absolutely right. I'm 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 a moron, and I'm sorry for wasting everybody's time throughout that entire display. I'm just going to cut that out of the podcast. All right. So as we are winning at the ballot box, as we are destroying the cabal's hopes to rule America and to continue to subjugate us. Joe Biden's approval continues to slide lower and lower. Even Jerry Nadler will not support a run for 2024 for Joe Biden. Uh, Carolyn Maloney, she is an establishment liberal as well. She will not support a Joe Biden run. No one will come out and say, we want Joe Biden to be running for president again. And now we also have establishment media turning on them. Yes, they're trying to tell you in the chat. Yeah, sorry, there's a lot of chats going on and it. Uh, <laughs> every time I looked, I didn't see it. So sorry about that, guys. Yes. Okay. Sterling Cannabis says they weren't on the ballots. Yes, because they were delegates. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I remember when that happened. But for some reason, I thought that there was still going to be somebody that was running against him. Uh, it, it's my bad. It's my bad. I'm pretty embarrassed right now. Dondo, I do read the chat off and on. 
But there's so many chats that I'm looking at. We've got one, two, three, four, five, five different chats. So it, it is what it is. And I've got so much information that I'm trying to bring you guys. I want you to hear this quote from Chris Cuomo in regards to the Democrats and their constant harping on the January 6th committee. You know, they've lost the American people across the board, Democrat and Republican. No one supports Joe Biden's job that he's done as president. Even his own party does not support the job he's done as president. It's quite obvious that America is sliding deeper and deeper, uh, not only into a recession, but into some type of uh, Democrat hellhole. They cannot hope to maintain any sort of control once it comes to the ballot box in November. Now, Chris Cuomo, who of course, was like the face of CNN for the longest time, is now doing a bit of a free agency. And he's come out and attacked the Democrats and their January 6th committee. They see this as the only possible ploy that they can use to hold on to any type of power. But it's going to spectacularly backfire on them. He accused the committee of playing a gotcha game and of fomenting tension, which they have. They have used the January 6th committee as a way to indict people close to President Trump who have committed no crimes. They've used this as a way to hold it over the head of President Trump and the American people. Cuomo said there could be crimes, especially on this Fugazi election front that we're just learning about now. Is Chris Cuomo saying that the election is fake? Is Chris Cuomo? It's okay, Dondo. Don't worry, buddy. It's difficult for me to discern, uh, 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 like, tone from the chat. You know, I'm just, I'm looking at it. I just want to deliver the best possible product for you guys. There could be crimes, especially on this Fugazi election front that we're just learning about now. Less so, I think, around the planning and the practical aspects of what happened on January 6th. I don't see that there's criminality there, at least on what's been offered, My question is, are we really learning enough about what matters, or is this starting to play like a gotcha game like the impeachment? That's exactly what it is. The Democrats have nothing. The only thing they have is their hatred of President Trump. The only thing they have is their hatred of the American people. They resent us for demanding that they adhere to the constitutional rights and rules that oversee this land. They resent us for having the intelligence and the forethought to understand what those rights are under the Constitution. They resent us for demanding that they represent the will of the American people because they think they know better than us. They believe that somehow they've been granted by a higher power, certainly not God, probably Satan, that they have been granted some dominion over man and earth, everything that they can see from their ivory towers in Washington, D.C., they can overlook, they can look down their nose at us, and they can tell us what to do, what to believe, how to behave, give us a pile of hot dump on a plate, and tell us to be happy about it. Right now, I'm sure you guys have heard that Uh, They are looking to pass what is essentially like the Green New Deal and Build Back Better uh, under a brand new name. They're going to tax corporations at a higher rate. 
And where do you think that money is going to come from? Do you honestly believe that corporations who are even still in America, the ones that have stuck around, do you honestly believe, Democrats, that you're going to tax them at a higher rate, force them to pay out more money, just so that you can write checks to your children and to the corrupt governments of other nations that are helping you with your tax shelters and all of this money that you're funneling out of America? Do you think that you're going to tax these corporations and that they're not going to pass that tax on to the American people? They're going to kill jobs. They're going to uh, kill different sectors that are not making enough money. They're going to further impoverish the American people, and then they're going to pass those costs directly onto us. We are going to be the ones who have to pay this bill for the Democrats. And that's all part of their plan. They know that's what's going to happen. They're not stupid. They understand that this is going to further destroy the, you know, the resolve and the will of the American people. It's going to further break us at the bank. And that we're going to get to a point where we beg them to help us. It's not going to happen, all right? This is, their, this is their wish. This is their dreams. They have to try to destroy us as quickly as possible. Number one, because Trump is coming back. And they cannot afford to allow him to come back. Number two, they know that a lot of them are going to get fired in November. And that's it. As soon as they're gone, that next session of Congress can come in and unravel all of these bad decisions that have been made, uh, all of these uh, uh, checklists that they handed over to George Soros and the criminal cabal looking to destroy America, they simply cannot allow the American people to win at the ballot box. But unfortunately for them, despite what they would like to happen, it is going to happen. They're not going to be able to protect themselves or their children any longer. And I mean in a legal sense. I don't mean in like a physical violence type sense. Take a look at this. It was just announced that Paul Pelosi on the night he was arrested for drunk driving also had an unnamed drug in his system. I wonder if Paul Pelosi was hanging out with Hunter Biden on this night. I wonder who it was that Paul Pelosi allegedly had in the car with him. I said at the time, considering the the hour the late hour. I think that Paul Pelosi was probably with a prostitute. I also think that he probably was doing cocaine. I think that uh, Paul Pelosi was doing coke and drinking alcohol with a prostitute. And that's why he rolled through that stop sign. I think that's why uh, he wasn't paying attention to the road. You know, you guys can, uh, uh, you know, use your imagination on what might have been happening. Uh, if he was on adrenochrome, let's say, would that even show up in his system? I don't know of a drug test that tests for adrenochrome. But I mean, that's probably just what they do to wake up in the morning. Take a dropper of that. Then they get off on their day. So these are coming from, this information is coming from court documents that were recently released as a result of it. You can see here, uh, this is his booking statement. Born in 1940. This is the other thing. When Paul was pulled out, well, <laughs> when they came upon the site of the accident, he not only handed over his driver's license, he handed over a card for the 1199 Foundation, which apparently is a pro-police organization. 
And Paul also injured the other driver. Uh, it was a Jeep. He drove into the Jeep, boom, caused a tremendous accident. That guy's car was totaled as far as I hear. His eyes were red. They were watery. He couldn't stand up properly. There was a strong odor of alcoholic beverage emanating from his breath. He injured the other driver. And it says Pelosi allegedly injured the other driver while under the influence of an alcoholic beverage and a drug and under their combined influence. So this is not just speculation. Paul Pelosi could have been booked saying that, you know, he, he was under the influence of alcohol, but he was under the combined influence of alcohol and drugs. I would imagine Paul Pelosi probably had been popping maybe some Vicodin or something like that, maybe some OxyContin. Could have been any number of pills. Maybe he took a, a Xanax, but that would have put him to sleep. And if he was with a prostitute, he'd want to stay up all night. So the cocaine seems like a much more likely suspect to me. Uh, the gentleman who was it is Jesus V. Lopez. The Jeep sustained major collision damage. Let's see if Jesus is speaking out. Um, now, I don't know if this is, no, this is in Texas. Well, there's a lot of Jesus Lopez's out there. Um, but we know that Paul Pelosi ignored the stop sign, rolled right through it, and uh, made no attempt to stop. Uh, and then this poor gentleman lost his car. He was driving a 2021 Porsche. How much is a 2021 Porsche, guys? Well, like a quarter of a million dollars? So maybe the entirety of Nancy Pelosi's salary for one year? Probably more than Nancy Pelosi's salary. Now, the other interesting thing uh, is that the Obamas are losing as well. Did you guys know that there was a television program based upon Michelle Obama's life? Had you guys heard that? Because I had not heard that. I had no idea. But apparently, there was a show, I guess it's on Showtime, called The First Lady... And it was about three different first ladies. Michelle Obama was one of them. Uh, that was played by Viola Davis. There was also like Eleanor Roosevelt. And then Betty Ford. Okay. Uh, apparently it was terrible. Got really negative reviews. Nobody watched it. And uh, nobody is going to watch it in the future because they canceled it. They canceled it. Now... I think that this is okay. So we've got the issues with their their program about the Obamas. We've got the issues at Netflix. Got Paul Pelosi's life imploding. We've got the failure of Democrats at the box office. Uh, we've got this red wave set to sweep Washington D.C. We've got the swamp about to get flushed down the drain. And the only thing that we need after that is the return of President Trump and the reunification of America. And we can solve all of these crises. These people are losing and they are losing bigly. And as a result of their loss, we, the American people, are gaining. Yes, I'm certain that there was nothing in the show about Mike's years as a man, unfortunately. That would be the real, real expose. Uh, do you guys, there is actually a movie. Hang on, what is his name? I forgot his name. He did. A movie about Obama, and I believe now he's done a movie about Michelle Obama. Joel Gilbert. Joel Gilbert has a new film about Michelle Obama that's coming out. He's going to be on the show here soon, and we're going to be talking about that. 
Maybe he'll have some more information about Michelle's time as Big Mike. All right, let's go through the thank yous uh, over on the Foxhole. Pam D, thank you for the cookie. Lou Ann V says, the future is so bright. Mountain Lace says, all ballots need to be counted by midnight voting day. They must be. I, I agree. Electric Soul, I voted in Arizona yesterday. Brought my own pen. Good job. Good job. Dude literally hit Jesus. You're absolutely right. Uh, Lou Ann V, thank you. Kansas Mudcat, appreciate that. Uh, Q Illuminon, Johnny. Q Illuminon. Q- I understand where you're going with it, but it's difficult to say. Upton retired, I believe. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, This is time to advance, not rest on our laurels. Absolutely. No, nobody should be resting on their laurels. The only reason that I point out these wins is to sustain your continued efforts to not stop fighting. I never want anyone to mistake my elation, my happiness, or my celebration of wins as anything other than a continued fire under your ass. You have to keep moving forward. We cannot stop. We cannot assume we're going to win. I believe we will. But I believe we will because I believe you are going to continue fighting. You are going to continue the advance. Thank you very much. Hey, Dusker Who, good to see you, buddy. Appreciate you. Uh, Mighty Patriot says, try the SOS of Michigan. Uh, Yeah, I figured that one out. Lou Ann V, here's a cookie to make you feel better. Appreciate it. Mighty Patriot, thank you for the can. Switch Rod says, off topic, sorry, FBI listing terror symbols, Second Amendment, Second Amendment, Ashley Babbitt, Betsy Ross flag. Uh, I'm going to do, I meant to actually cover the uh, release of those FBI documents. I'm going to have to do it in a show later today. Lou Ann V, I ain't eating bugs, got my emergency food supply. Yeah, Prepare with redpill78.com. Don't forget, you can save $150 off a three-month supply of emergency food that will last for 25 years. Delicious, nutritious food, 2,000-plus calories a day. Thank you very much to Patriot Supply. My, yeah, yeah, prepare with redpill78.com. Switchrod says, more FBI terror symbols, Punisher skulls, Spartan helmet. Yes, this is correct. Uh, It's absolutely correct, and... um, I was going to cover it, but uh, I just I ran out of time. So uh, here is the information from Project Veritas. Tune in later today. We're going to be talking about this. Uh, And then, of course, don't forget, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm going to be on 412 Anon's channel. And uh, you can just buy canned foods. But will those canned foods last for 25 years? Uh, also, what is the quality of those canned foods? You know, um, you can do whatever you want, okay? But I have two years of emergency food on top of all of the other prepper foods that I have to ensure that I can survive should some shit hit the fan. All right, you guys, I love you. Thank you very much for being here. Let me pass out these gold pills, and I appreciate you uh, sticking it out with me as I tried to find out the very obvious results of the Secretary of State and Attorney General's race in Michigan. Passing out the gold pills. There we go. Uh, Thank you, everyone over there on all of these platforms. And I think that is it. Let me just make sure I didn't miss anything over on these uh, support platforms. Also, big thank you to everybody supporting the show through my website, also through Subscribestar. Uh, Don't forget, if you listen to the podcast, I am no longer on Podbean. You can get to the podcast at redpill78news.com forward slash podcast. Uh, And there are a number of apps there where you can download the show. All right. 
Thank you very much, guys. Good luck and God bless. I'll see you tonight. I've got multiple shows. Hit me up. Show up on 412 Anon's channel at 5 p.m. and I'll be there. Bye-bye.